The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah. Look who's come out of his cave. Thanks for joining us today. This is James from Cave Dweller Music. Uh, Brendan is here with me hosting today, and we have the guys from Wee Demon uh, joining us for an interview. How's it going, dudes? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, what's up? Uh, so you guys got together in uh, 2014. Boy, what brought uh, you all together? Yeah, you can still well, give them the preface, well, the background. Here's the thing. All right, so Jordan and I were starting a uh, hardcore band called Marked for Death. Very tough. Very and tough. Uh, the original drummer who never played a show with Weed Demon uh, said, oh, we should play like some stoner metal or whatever. So I was like, all right, yeah, it would be funny to be in a band called Weed Demon. So we started playing stoner riffs and then... Then he, then he quit on that too. Yeah, quit on that. <laughs> so then... <laughs> That, that's when we found uh, Brian and our <laughs> real original drummer, uh, who is no longer with us. And the saga has been an uh, epic, epic tale of years of drummer, years <laughs> of uh, barely remembering shows and having good times. Yeah, and, uh, also, and also trying to find a drummer, uh, perpetually. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sorry if anyone listening is a drummer, but man, fucking drummers, am I right? All right, as a drummer, I'm gonna just say, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus. So, uh, yeah. So we we originally were trying to, you know, we thought We Demon was kind of almost too tongue in cheek, kind of silly, and we were like, yeah, you know, well, we can come up with something else other than that. Even though We Demon, like, it would felt good. But we just were not sure if we wanted to be that cheeky with it. And so we were like, you know what? We were probably a week, I don't know, two weeks away from, I think, our first show. Uh, we were playing a motorcycle rally here in Columbus called Pin, And I, we were just like, man, fuck it. We just got to go with something. Let's just stick with Weed Demon. Uh, and then it's turned out that people actually, uh, people like it. I guess it fits the music. I was always on board with Weed Demon. <laughs> yeah, me too. Thanks, guys. I was like Weed Demon. It. Yeah, it's a great name, I suppose, for the genre. That's why. So that all started out uh, as like a gag, so but then you just stuck with it. Like has always been a gray area of that. Like we take ourselves seriously, but you know, when you're in a genre with bands called Sleep and Bong Ripper and Bong Beelzebong and Bongzilla and Weedy any or every or other Bong reference under the sun, <laughs> you just kind of gotta canvas corpse. Yeah, except except the fact that. You know, this is a genre that's based yeah. around slow riffs uh, and 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 weed. So and metal dudes are goofy and, anyway. Yeah, and Satan and Satan. Don't forget that. So, Key ingredient. Satan. Yeah. So weed. So weed <laughs> demon was. Uh, you know, became it was kind of on a back burner for a while with some of our other bands, and then we realized that a lot of people were into it, so it became our kind of our primary focus. And all of our other bands sort of, uh, you know, went became our secondary band, so to speak. So this brings me up to my second question. Uh, <laughs> what did you smoke for breakfast? Uh, uh, so per, I, on, on most days, because of COVID, I'm all weird now about smoking. So I just eat my weed now. Not literally, I'm not literally eating nuggets of weed. 
My routine is generally wake up about 10, 12 in the morning, world joint, go to the park and smoke it, Good. and uh, you know, do whatever uh, strikes my fancy the rest of the day. I'll probably go back and smoke the rest of that joint about lunchtime, and then probably about 9 o'clock, roll another one, and then, you know, that'll keep me good until about 4 in the morning until I fall asleep, and then it's another long day of Rolling doinks and smoking them. Doink rolling, yeah. Uh, Shit. And then uh, Brian actually, Brian, Brian, can you, you know, what did you smoke for breakfast today, Brian? Um, nothing, unfortunately. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Care to, care, care to say <laughs> why? I'm not legally allowed to right at the moment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Womp, womp, womp. Probation is, is fun, I'll say that. True. Through. Yeah, so we're uh, there. Wasn't he didn't cut off files, dick, or anything? Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we can say. So, so, anyways, yeah, we you know, we're doing what we can. We're trying to, we're trying to stay honest, stay humble, and stay high. And I rolled up Teresa honest work this morning, so oh, <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I, I actually had a question for you guys. Uh, I was I wanted to ask, um, what is the most important event that you have missed by accidentally getting too high? Ooh, oh, fuck. Uh, I don't know if I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was late. Uh, okay, so I can do one. Uh, and like, so, you know, many moons ago, as we are all uh, elder, elder statesmen of, of this, the metal scene, uh, back when I was in my 20s, in my early 20s, uh, I was in, you know, in every, the most quintessential death core, basic ass, you know, chug, chug, riff, breakdown, at the gates, rip off band ever, whatever. It was fun. Anyways, I was playing my last show with them. And I was so fucking ripped that the uh, they ended up starting without me. <laughs> uh, so I was down. I was, it was a two-story bar, and I was on the bottom. Floor. I was doing a shot with a girl. Well, uh, what were you and, uh, playing at that time? And they were like, apparently, I'd been calling my name for like ten minutes, and then just said "fuck it" and started playing. So I missed like I think the first song and a half of my final performance with the band. <laughs> I got a similar story gig that I totally blew. Although it was kind of a it's kind of a fucked up stupid gig anyway. When I was in college, I had this roommate named Jake, and he was a singer, uh, more of a promotions guy. He was a promotions freaking wizard. And he was real good at getting himself in getting a nice situation that he had to figure his way out of. So he hits me up one day and he's like, dude, dude. What are you doing tonight? Do you want to play a show? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, we haven't had a band for six months. He's like, I know, but uh, I got someone to give me a gig tonight. I need, I need something to, I need a 
And I'm like, oh my God, do you need us to make up a band right now? All right, <laughs> make up a band then. And so Allison was just my guitar and a laptop. And basically <laughs> I was already stoned and just noodling around with a delay effect. And he's like, that's it, that's great. Yeah, do it just like that. I'm like, just like what? <laughs> All right, so I'm going to show up, and I'm going to totally make it up as I go along, and it'll be great, and I'll save the day. And we just continue to get high until we get to the show, and we're the only people playing. It's sort of like a, not like an open mic, but like a somewhere between an open mic and a regular concert, you know? Like, obviously, it was all last minute, and basically, it's time, and he just points at me and says, all right, introduce a picnic. Go! And I've got my guitar, and I <laughs> I took the biggest mental dump you could imagine. <laughs> I just like completely forgot how to. I forgot what music was. Forgot where I was. What my name was. <laughs> why are we here? <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jake was Jake was pretty miffed. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what to man. Yeah, so, half of practice in thirty minutes. Like <laughs> we we need more time. <laughs> one, one of my old bands <clears throat> I uh, totally forgot the riff and, and everything so I just turned the volume knob on my guitar off and faked it for like the whole time. Wait, which, that's, a that's a pro move that's totally a pro move and you could have just I mean that's, that's subtle who would know <laughs> you can't fuck it up if you know you can't hear it right but for you to recognize and to do it, I'd say that, I, I, that's admirable. I was back that's, on board by the second song in the set, but wait, was this in Weed Demon? No. Did you do that with us, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I got a story about someone else like that. Well, the first time I played Skatopia, mm. the bass player in that band got so drunk that he wound up just crawling behind his amp and kind of hiding. What are we? What are we supposed to do, man? He's like, I, I don't know. I just, I can't. What? I just can't do it. I was like, oh, man. Just for All just right. just for context, Skatopia is a uh, is a like an anarchy fueled no no cops, no laws, no rules melee in the middle of a uh, in the middle of the like five hundred acre farm in uh, right on the border of West Virginia, rural Ohio, rural Ohio slash. Appalachia, West Virginia area, and it's owned by a former pro skater, and he's insane. And uh, he's rapping this. It's where I first met you guys. Yeah, well, not, not like first first met you, like Brian. I've met you know you before that, but I think first time like hanging with you guys, oh, for and, like, sure. first time seeing yeah. you. I'm pretty sure like, the first time I, 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 you were naked. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, was, was that, that, that playing on stage or was it just <laughs> randomly naked, naked, uh, naked in the bowl? I think you were just naked, naked in like in general. Uh, okay, yeah, that happened there sometimes. So, anyways, yeah, Skatopia is a lot. It's, a, it's just a giant cars are on fire. You guys, have you guys ever remember? Uh, you guys remember Viva La Bam? Yes. So Viva La Bam did an episode out of Skatopia uh, where I yes. think Slayer and Guar played. So oh, yeah. yeah, it's like it's a total fucking chaos. Oh, uh, drugs and just man, you see some. It's like it's a weird mix of like hobos, hillbillies, and and punk rockers. It's insane. I just remember Isaac trying to trying <laughs> to suck his own dick in the mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Turns out, like twenty minutes. If you guys if you guys watch 
if you watch our first video we ever did, which was just a live set from Skatopia, there's a scene, there's a small part at the end of the song for Lost in the Catacombs where this dude's trying to suck his own dick. It's great. It's <laughs> quality, quality content. Another fun fact. I'm going to search for that later like tonight. 40% accurate? Yeah. Like, stuff that's real? The barn, the giant barn with the full pipe is totally real. Yeah. I'll give you a full pipe. Damn, I kind of funny story as well. This isn't mine. It was a guy I used to work with, and uh, he was eventually fired. But um, he went to a concert one weekend with his older brother, and they paid, I don't know how much, to see Marilyn Manson. And uh, he ended up drinking throughout the opening bats. And then after Marilyn Manson finished playing, he turned to his brother and said, hey, do you know when Manson's coming on? <laughs> and he's like, dude. He just played for like the past hour and fifteen minutes. He's like, "No, you're lying to me." He's like, "No, no, no, seriously." He, you just watched the whole set standing next to me. He's like, "Dude, I just came back from the I just came back from the bathroom. What are you talking about?" He's like, "Dude, you've been standing next to me, staring at the stage for like an hour, fifteen minutes." And uh, the dude had no memory of the entire concert. They paid like I don't know, 150 bucks for or something. So, yeah, that's I always found that one kind of funny. That's great. Dude, the fucking, when Danzig first started oh, having Doyle scary. come out and doing Misfits covers in the middle of Danzig shows, I paid a shitload of money to go to Chicago and see it with a bunch of people, and I drove there, and I ate a whole thing of, like, Stacker 2, like, trucker speed while I was on the way there. I <laughs> for Misfits part of the set, because I had to go puke my fucking brains out. Oh, yeah. Was turning inside bunch, out. A bunch of yellow jackets? Yeah. Yeah, uh, fucking. So dumb. We uh, make note of this that We Demon is going to release an EP soon called Trucker Speed. Yeah. Fast <laughs> <laughs> songs only. Take slow songs. We take. It's basically just gonna be Crater Maker, nice. but we do it all double time. <laughs> now we just do, we just do like George Benson songs, but the best. There you go. Trucker Speed. Anyways, uh, next question. <laughs> you know, everybody's got like a uh, guilty pleasure kind of band. I'll disclose mine is Eskimo Cowboy. Um, I love that shit. It's so dumb, and I love it. I love it. So, what is what is a guilty pleasure band that you guys have, or an album that you would uh, mm. be like? Uh, I don't want anyone I got, to be catching listening to this. Uh, and this is. Uh, Probably shouldn't say this on the internet, but my childhood, up until the age of like 15, my childhood, like, uh, guilty pleasure was 311. So don't fucking judge me for that shit. It was prior to, it was prior to before I was old enough to know any better. No, 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 buddy. Oh, come on. Give me, a, I'm older than that. I that amber is the color of your energy. Album, okay. When it had down and all mixed up, that was Jack O'Lantern's leather. All right, all right. Okay. Original right now. Come, oh, that's shit. There you go. That was a classic. <laughs> Thank 311. Anyway. Uh, I would say my current, like, uh, my my nowadays guilty pleasure, uh, and I don't think it's guilty pleasure. I love them. They're polarizing, I guess. But, you know, I fucking love Clutch. Like, I love Clutch a whole bunch, and I know a lot of people don't, but I know a lot of stoner dudes do, so uh, I'll just be that loud and proud and say that I'm a proud Clutch fan, uh, 
and there are guys in the band that don't agree with me, and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That's seeing clutch. The only band that's what makes it a guilty pleasure, my man. Strain, uh, which says a lot about my, a lot about my music taste. <laughs> Dude, I love that band. I, I love that band. Clutch I'm not going to lie. I love that band. summed up in like two genres. <laughs> yes. Uh, they're definitely polars, but uh, Casey Strain's sick, dude. Like they had a lot of like kind of scene kid stuff in the middle of their career, but uh, the beginning and their last Great. few albums they put out are top Most notch, I think, know. in the deathcore scene. My, my guilty <laughs> breath pleasure is probably Frankie Yankovic. <laughs> yep. Uh, of course. Yeah, old Frankie Yankovic. Frankie Yankovic. Cleveland's poker town, you know? Jesus Christ. I was going to say, isn't that yeah. weird? Had, to, had no. to fucking go oh, with something what? obscure. Oh. How's that guilty pleasure if, no, if no one knows look, who it is? I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't listen to, like, I, it's the only thing I can think of. Like, my guilty pleasure Frankie Yankovic. Nobody likes the accordion, you know? It's like Tom Wayne said, a true gentleman is someone who can play accordion but doesn't, so. Exactly. Oh, I've heard our AC thing off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love polka. All kinds of polka and all that? You call me a polka head? <laughs> don't call me polka <laughs> my, my guilty pleasure is the Genesis. Hell yeah. <laughs> there is, there's nothing wrong with Genesis. I'll just say that Genesis All has right. some solid tracks. You're goddamn right. There. I'm glad I'm not the only one who's totally proud of his guilty play. I mean, we can all agree Genesis was better than Phil Collins' solo shit. Well, here, here, I, here's, here's a guilty pleasure. It's not a guilty pleasure, but I know everyone Agreed. to hit me, baby, one more time. So. Yes. Well, good. Uh, I know. Just want to <laughs> I, don't know, I think officially my guilty pleasure. Do you remember that combination pizza and Taco Bell song from like ten years ago? Yeah. <laughs> that fucking band. I love, that, I love that band. I love them. Dad's racist. Dad's racist. And I, I, I never feel guilty about liking the band. I always feel a little weird about saying their name in public, though. Yeah. I think is that. Man, there's got to be more shit I'm embarrassed about listening to. I know there is. For me, it's, uh, and I, I feel bad saying this on the internet again, uh, La Dispute. I know that they're super whiny and self-indulgent and dramatic, and I still like them anyway, and I don't know I why. I don't think I don't think I know either of the bands that you both of you said. <laughs> you got. Uh, I'll send you guys a link to Eskimo. Uh, Eskimo oh my god, you'll you'll laugh your balls off. I think you would uh, totally it's enjoy it. Yeah, they they. Uh, oh my god, Hypa Hypa is okay. the song that caught my attention, and I'm gonna tell you, you it's right up your alley. From talking to you guys for like. Done. The last oh, hour, it's, uh, you'll love it. I'll send you a link uh, to your. Oh, yeah. oh, oh Nick. 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 I'm so mad. Like oh, someone took <laughs> my name. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Matt Nick's the low index is pretty great. Little Windex. Listen to the song "Breaking um, Your Face" by Stitches more times than I care to admit. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that is a great <laughs> song. I, I mean, it's terrible, but it's fantastic. <laughs> oh. I feel bad. I was in a band that covered that song. Oh my god! What? Hot wet trash. <laughs> Hot wet trash. <laughs> a medley from 
Shake It Off by Taylor Swift into Stitches, Brick in Your Face. Oh, no. Nice. And then wind up with Wolf Like Me by TV on the radio. Bring it back. So it would just get from like garage rock to fucking straight up new metal butt rock version of Stitches <laughs> to like a <laughs> hardcore soul song. That kind of thing. We're taking it back. If you want to talk about guilty pleasures, I have this whole band that was all about like guilty pleasure music. And uh, they're called the guilty pleasures. <laughs> but trash. You know, I think on the face it kind of says, oh, guilty pleasure. <laughs> but but yeah, that's that takes us back to the whole that's how we met at Skatopia and how you came across me running around naked and all that business. So. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Mushrooms and Free. Mushrooms and public. Mushrooms and free real estate. Um, so if you guys don't mind, I might just uh, ask a question that you probably get all the time, but who did the uh, artwork for Crater Maker? Uh, so the, the artist that, uh, is, his name uh, is Luca, but his Instagram handle is solo, uh, solo Macello, or uh, I don't, I, okay. I'm going to completely fuck it up because it's Italian and I'm a dumb American. So uh, I brought, unfortunately... <laughs> Uh, let me just, let me confirm here. God bless smartphones, uh, while I'm talking to you and looking this up. So solo, solo Macello or Marcello, um, he, that's all good. Uh, I actually <laughs> found him because he did the artwork for, uh, High Reapers last album. And I was a big okay. fan of their, well, I'm a big fan of their music, but the artwork itself and. Uh, I we were supposed to play a show with them, and so I actually reached out and asked them who their artist was, uh, and they pointed me in the right direction, and uh, we were we were pretty pretty pleased with the outcome. It's fantastic. Like, I have to say, it's honestly one of the best album covers of the year. I, I thought it was uh, I really that. cool. We're actually trying to. Uh, he is working currently on a backdrop for our music, our our new music video we're working on, which is uh, going to be all like stop still frame uh like we already did the shots of us and we're going to be superimposed in onto a green screen into the backdrop of which he's designing right now uh so it's going to be kind of a play on the crater maker artwork but imagine like a larger landscape but more more like fire and volcanoes and and uh medieval type shit and we are going to be in that environment dressed up as D D characters so Fighting. Fighting. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, it'll be off. Is be that for a uh, new song that you guys have coming Fire, out, or something? The shortest current? song on Crater Maker because you know doing, so, doing a ten-minute music video is really difficult. If uh, yeah, so we went with the shortest <laughs> one, which is still five and a half minutes. Uh, yes, I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's reasonable. It's still it's still long for most any normal single uh, as any like normal song that a band puts out. But yeah, it also means there's less, less shots that he has to draw. That's awesome. I have to tell you guys, cause I didn't get to try to chat to you before the interview, but your album Crater Maker actually got me through one of the most stressful days of my entire life, which was uh, back in April, I actually immigrated to the U S from Australia. And uh, it was during all the COVID stuff and all the lockdowns and everything was happening. And, I was like stuck at an airport waiting for a flight that I didn't know if I was going to get sent back from the U S to Australia or not, because I, I've been calling embassies for like a week and no one could tell me if like, Hey, if you get on a plane, can I get into the country? And they, 
um, probably. <laughs> so I took a chance and uh, flew to the U.S. with my approved visa. But uh, there was a segment where I was stuck in an airport with a delayed flight for like an hour. And uh, I blasted this album the entire time. And that fully distracted me. So this album is always going to be something I remember. So oh, I just wanted to let you guys know great, that. Dude. Yeah, Thank awesome. you. I really, we really appreciate that. That's, uh, I swear to God, did you, I, did you, did you tell me that at some point? Like not before, like before I knew that you were doing this, uh, did, or did you post that on something? I swear to fucking God, I remember hearing this somewhere along the way. Maybe you, did you buy merch or something? And I, and you told me that. Not to you directly, but maybe on our page. Cause we reviewed the album earlier yeah. in the year. And I think it may have said in the comment okay. section That's or it, something. Yeah, Cause I'm like, God damn, that sounds familiar. <laughs> I mean, I doubt there's two Australian <laughs> dudes listening to weed demon at the airport at the same time but you never know no that's so, true you know, that's fucking yeah that's, that's great thanks man that, that that's i would great. hope so we are, we are hugely no thank you guys that was like a that was a nightmare i, I called like six government agencies and everyone's like i talk to these dudes talk to these dudes talk to these dudes and they're like the person's like yeah i'm the person to speak to you and like can yeah. i get in they're like probably so literally that was the most definitive answer i can get from like a, i don't know 16 phone calls <laughs> So uh, that was awesome. To the right now, <laughs> when people more than ever are going to want to get the hell out of wherever they are, that you can't fucking get into any other country. Yeah, they don't want us. Yeah. They're like, yeah, nope, nope. Well, yeah, especially for Americans. It's probably a little easier, like, everywhere other people yeah. going other places. But, I mean. Uh, oh, no, it's, it's worse for Australia. Australians. So about a week after I left, they actually closed the borders for for all uh, all Australians. So you can't leave. Like uh, since wow. April, no Australian, without like an exception, is about to leave the country at all for any reason other Government than what. Officials. Yeah. They actually try to stop me because I'm actually I'm a New Zealand citizen, and uh, I was at the airport and they're like, "Oh no, you can't leave." I'm like, "Dude, I'm not a citizen of Australia." They're like, "Yeah, but you live here." I'm like, "Do you understand how citizenship works? You can live in a place and not be a citizen." And the dude just was not getting it. It was like a half hour argument between me and some border security guy. But basically, I have a document saying I can't come back to Australia. So if stuff doesn't work out in the U.S., I can't go hey, home. Hey, man, you can always but, come uh, crash with us. It's all right. I appreciate that. That is a, oh, it's, it's a great offer. Keeping on the, the COVID scene, uh, how have you guys adapted to COVID? And then also... Because of COVID, I'm pretty sure I saw you guys online. Um, do you so, plan yeah, on uh, more shows like that? Do you have anything in the works? Man is is uh, a living fucking nightmare. But you know, and again, that's something that I, you know, we always try and remind ourselves is that there's a bunch of other fucking dudes. That, well, people, I include women as dudes. Thanks. Let's just yeah. clarify that. Yeah. A lot of other dudes out there who are also dying to fucking play a show and we you know we all are in it together it sucked except for trapped and other garbage bands like that but, uh, <laughs> but other than that we're all just <laughs> stuffing it out and it just kind of is what it is you gotta just <laughs> suck it up and accept the fact that you're all not able to play music and uh and you don't want to risk anything but we have been trying to navigate it with grace and poise, so to speak, and try and think yeah. things to keep ourselves entertained and keep people engaged. So we did the live stream at Space Bar, uh, which was pretty well received. I think we ended up with like seven or eight thousand, uh, seven or eight thousand views. And then uh, we're working on the video. Uh, you know, it's a weird time to release an album, but we, the wheels were already in motion when we were playing in Crater Maker, so we, we couldn't we couldn't pull out 
really, and uh, it, it has actually gone pretty well, all things considered, with the exception of not being able to play shows. We've we've been had pretty well, pretty good reception for the album and everything. But you know, I guess it's just all about outside of the box thinking right now, trying to think of new ways to get people actually giving a shit about your band and your music, and especially when there's you know. Yeah, more band. The market's saturated, and people are having their attention pulled left and right. So we're trying to try to think of anything we can. It's it's challenging. It's also been really cool just to see all the new kind of stuff, new ways interacting, new ways of putting stuff out there that people come up with. But at the same time, we're all thinking the same thing. Like, can we please just get this over with and get back to doing the show? You know, like us and everyone you know, right? I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, we're not content creators. We're, you know, we're musicians and we're dudes that like to, we yeah. like live music. We like, we like to hang out, drink beer. We like beer. We like, yeah, we like drinking beer and fucking playing riffs and uh, the other stuff comes along, right? But if you take that out of it, uh, we're not SoundCloud rappers. We're not creating content every fucking month. So we want uh, this to be our life, not our job. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's man that's deep nick I, yeah, yeah i thought so too yeah. that's it like every time you have to, to survive something like this you kind of have to go in like <laughs> serious business mode and like track of course for yourself and that's that's why we're doing a podcast with you dudes instead of practicing because it makes more sense now Honestly, to yeah. be which to be fair we would do the podcast regardless of covid or not uh because frankly it's a nice break from the monotony of fucking just sitting around planning band practice when you don't have a show coming up. We don't have anything to look. We don't like, we don't have anything that we have to practice for. So getting to sit here and bullshit with you guys is actually a fucking godsend to be able to pull us away from sitting here, just playing the same riffs because we, you know, we don't got anything coming up. This is a goddamn pass to talk to someone. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's like some human contact, man. That's nice. So, uh, what do you, uh, what, what are you guys' hobbies outside of uh, creating content? <laughs> oh, man, you know, it's one of those questions where you ask yourself deep down, and you get really sad when you realize there's nothing else that you're good at. <laughs> true. Well, I mean, being like, like good at something yeah, doesn't equate it to being a hobby, yeah. you know. Uh, you have Andy basically has a small studio in his house and records his solo shit. And- Started well, take, started taking up the fiddle during COVID. So there you Ooh, go. Nice. I like like oh, awesome. Just a regular fiddle. Just the just cool. All right. Wood. That's awesome. It's got strings. Electric fiddle or, or acoustic? Uh, is it technically a dulcimer? Hi. No. <laughs> no. Oh. Okay, dulcimer. I thought that was it's a particular instrument. That's like a funky guitar. Oh, fiddle right. violin. It's awesome. I got it. Yes. I just picked up an RC car today, so I'm. Uh, two hours deep into that hobby. How oh, awesome. Uh, and I've already almost electrocuted myself, so that's cool. Yeah, I actually had two nice. out of the box because um, oh, I ordered it and it showed <laughs> Are up. Are you modding it? <laughs> and then they didn't have a battery that fit it. And so they're like, oh, we can go get that for two weeks. And I was like, fuck you. I want, Just, I'm going home to play with this now. So I went to another store and they're like, well, we don't have a battery that fits either. But if you put this speed controller on it and then put this battery and cut these pieces out, you could totally make it work. Whoa. So I'm like, another $200 down the drain. Why not? <laughs> Why can you print it? Because <laughs> it's a speed control. I don't know I love, how to 3D print it. Hold on. I want to just print it. That's a 
didn't like mention the RC car shit, but for the last five months, he's been like just printing shit on a 3D printer. You're done that for a while. That's like that's a fucking hobby. That's that is totally. It's almost it's expensive. Yeah. That's no. That's that's noteworthy. Well, I think what I'm at now is where I can 3D print parts for the RC car and like combine combine expensive hobbies. And I will give a quick little, give Nick some quick props. He was 3D printing masks during the first couple months of coronavirus, so. Yeah, back when we thought that there was going to be a huge mask shortage and that everyone would take it seriously. Yeah, so good on, good on Nick. As someone who doesn't really understand. Good for you, dude. Yeah, yeah, seriously. As somebody who doesn't understand, like, 3D any? printing oh, all that well, it's, it's like what a, do you print the mask out of? plastic, but specially designed. It's basically, like, corn syrup, but made into a kind of polymer it just comes on a pool and you feed it through a hot okay. end and as it moves the hot end around it squirts the filament out and it cools almost instantly and just hardens like a regular plastic so i mean it's yeah you know, it's the same way they do wow. plastic heat it up and then mold it and boom it's done but you just do it one mm-hmm. one layer at a time one piece at a time yeah so you know it's, it's pretty awesome. That's pretty it's cool. way cooler than an RC car that he got two days ago. <laughs> uh, I guess. I don't know. The RC car goes can you fast, actually, bro. Can, can you constitute something as a hobby if it's only been two days? No. All right. You're not an RC car guy yet, Nick. All right, fine. Fine. It's an interest. <laughs> that, 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 I would say that's an interest. I have a motorcycle, so I have a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> I'm a motorcycle. Yesterday, so now I'm a motorcycle guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I already grew a handlebar mustache. I think we all, I think we all, Andy's, Andy's really into memes. I think we're all really into roasting Trump supporters on the internet. That's oh, yeah. also like a big hobby. Yeah, like, oh, I try not to, but I end up doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think now is a fair time to say that if uh, we, uh, I, I do as well, it uh, happens. Would like to collectively tell the internet, not that your base is a lot of Trump supporters, but uh, if you are a Trump supporter, we don't want you as a fan. And there's that controversy. Well, you know, it's easier than making a post about it. So you know, fuck it. True. True. <laughs> we'll get this comment. <laughs> I mean, those are fancy. Politics aside. They're like, I can't believe that weed demon said this about you guys. Like, why why are you so political right now? Small brains, low energy. They haven't even sold as many albums as Trapped. Come on. What's that about? So that's all we got to do on politics is just that one. But, uh, I mean, is it really a shocker to anyone listening that the band that has a description on their Facebook saying, if you spill bong water on a wedgie board, what would happen Uh, is anti-Trump? Well, you know, I would like to think that we are, uh, you know, we're we're accepting of all (laughs) people, uh, except Trump supporters. Except people who don't uh, accept people. Yeah, yeah, we're accepting of everyone except people that don't accept people. So uh, the the wedgie board bong water thing is... uh, I've been riding that for a long time. I think I came up with that when I was like stoned one day thinking that I was like really brilliant. And uh, when I was trying to think of like what we do and actually sounded like. So uh, that's pretty much just been the, the, that's been my, 
go-to line of like, well, what do you guys sound like? Uh, have you ever like spilled bong water and board? <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's like that. It's pretty much like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably one of the best band taglines I've seen. That so, was, that, it's I, like props I've on that one. I've gotten less original and creative since Stone to Death came out. I was like, I really exhausted all of my weed puns. So if uh what's it uh, called? Uh cannabis corpse can true. keep going. I'm sure you guys can come up with some more well, funny I mean, jokes. Are they out of cannibal corpse songs to, to, to play off of? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They've been branching out to do uh, a bunch of other band stuff from what I've seen. There's a there's a, a lot of different death metal oh, covers like, in there uh, with uh weed references. It's really now. it's really expanded beyond uh Bongzilla and Weed Eater since those days. Dude, don't shit on the Cannabis Corpse universe. And Mammoth would beat her. Mammoth bong something. Yeah, I'd like to consider Weed Demon the part of the second wave of <laughs> new American stoner doom. <laughs> Hold on. What if, it was, uh, well, Andy, we used to introduce ourselves as the... The new wave of blackened stoner uh, bikers. Stoner sludge, death. Stoner doom. Stoner doom death band. Turns out there's a lot of genres in this community. We try and, try and hit them all. Oh, there are. And then there you get is. some elitists to argue with you about uh, what your band is, I'm you, guessing. Well, yeah. you Man, the fucking cesspool that is the YouTube comments. Uh, <laughs> it's just a, a fucking, like, shit show of these, <laughs> like, bridge-dwelling troglodyte mouth breathers <laughs> who just crawl out of the fucking rock they live under. Just to only comment on the video of this is more stoner doom than doom stoner, and I'm just like, man, shut the fuck up. This, and then like, oh god, like, talk about like what ref, what influences they think you have, and then argue with each other when someone's like, oh, this has a really heavy electric wizard feel, and then someone will come out of left field and be like, shut up, fucking. Shut the fuck up, dumbass. It's more like <laughs> fucking uh, sleep, like uh, their first EP. The, the riff at 220 sounds like the oh, band. Oh, God, when they actually call out the minute of the fucking riff. <laughs> God. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. It, Anywhere on the internet, uh, shitty comments, man. I uh, elitist. Like a, a demo of my, my Laney amp. Oh. Every, like, once a month, I'll get someone to be like, man, this tone sounds like total shit. And then post the, and then post sleeves, dope smoke or whatever. Like, thanks, I love it. No, I just I, I say thanks, and I and then I you know that's it. You, Dude, you kill I, them with kindness, you know. I was at a convention fit because I went on a Daily Show video a couple of <laughs> days ago, and there was like fifty different comments from fifty different people being like, "I don't understand why it has to be so political." And I was like, "What? What are you? What show did you tune into again?" Dude, bring back pre Killborn. You can't even post metal videos now with like every time you follow Metal Injection or any of these metal news sites, everything they post eventually just devolves into political fucking uh, you political know, discussion. Antifa versus, versus white supremacy anger and it's just obscene watching all these cave trolls just come out of nowhere that don't even play music just to talk shit on music oh fucking another guilty pleasure except not a guilty pleasure we just need to fucking shout out like neckbeard death camp oh 
Yeah, next year death camps for president. <laughs> I mean, I, I see a lot of that stuff online, and I mean, you guys are lucky. Okay, this is probably a generalization, but I've noticed that the fandom for like Stoner Doom stuff is so much more chill and so much less elitist than that of black metal. And I say that as someone who listens to a I shitload to of man, black metal. Like, but holy crap, right? yeah, we both do. Love- but uh, the, the fan base, though. man, it just, yeah, go for it. just like the sheer amount of like picking stuff apart and nitpicking and genre defining and like scoping things down and attacking other people for having a slightly different opinion. This, that stuff just shits me. But you just don't see it with the Stone of Doom stuff nearly as much. Right. If they don't say that it's experimental so black metal, think, then yeah, it's like not considered out, black metal. Or like, the reason behind that, and I think it's because. By the time most dudes get old enough to appreciate stoner metal, they're already in well into their thirties or close to it, and so they're not they're not as concerned with uh, like popularity and being you know quote unquote seen or being like you know elitist, and I think that is something that comes more with age because as you get older, you really quite frankly don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. Uh, and I think that's why stoner doom and sludge, you know, et cetera, et cetera, is a, a much more matured older musicians genre because the young dudes are into, like you said, black metal because it's more extreme. It's more, uh, jarring, like not just musically, but imagery wise. And they want that shock value and they want that kind of fucking next level edginess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ed- fucking ed- black metal is, is the ed- edgelord mm. genre, and we all know that edginess. Uh, yeah, that it is. I I actually remember uh, commenting on someone that was like, when all the racial stuff started coming out um, a few months ago, and they're like, I just don't think black metal has edginess anymore. And I remember making a comment like, Why don't you edge yourself yeah. off? Of this, like, are, uh, it's a weird, it's a weird community. Uh, musically, love a lot of black metal. Uh, and remember, and I miss the days. You guys remember the days when, like, Same, yeah. black metal was the fucking nerd of the metal community? Like, worse than noise, like, noise or uh, porn grind, shit like that. It was fucking black metal, dudes. I bring back the fucking dorks with the corpse paint at shows. And, like, I'm not talking to the bands. I mean the fans. Those were the fucking dudes, man. Like, the like the dudes that would just go yeah, yeah, yeah. and browse. Uh, right, like, right, right. I don't even know what the... What's the 4chan of black? Yeah, what's 4chan of black? Yeah. But for the, like, the early 2000s. LimeWire. Yeah. LimeWire. <laughs> and just scroll through looking at fucking bear yeah. share. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back the nerdy death they're like, if it wasn't recorded yeah, I, through it's, like it's, a four-track player, like then the it's not OG, like, and I, I, I don't deserve to listen to it. I think, and, I, and this is going to be like maybe an unpopular opinion, but it started with that the whole phase of um, Death, Black Death Days, Death. like all the like Alcest stuff and uh, Death Heaven. Yeah, those guys. So yep. Ever since that happened, it's become like the hipster genre a bit. Well, and yeah, uh, just it's waiting. just never been the same since then. That means, if you, if that's true, then that means that new metal should be making its hipster resurgence anytime now. Already has. Well, it's made a resurgence. It's not hipster, but there's definitely like it's, I've seen so much new metal popping up lately. I'm like, what is of happening? All the genres. I thought this died in the '90s and it's back. I cannot believe. I mean, I can, but I can't. I don't know why. <laughs> it's all for the nookie. New metal never left. <laughs> yeah, new metal. 
It's always been there. New metal never died, bro. <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather see people making new metal because they generally want Always to, was. Rather than, it's 1996, how do I get on MTV? Right, 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 right. I actually, I don't know if you guys heard of uh, Talia, but like that was a uh, a newer kind of new metal band that was uh, not too shabby for being a new metal band. Like, do they and claim the title or the label of just a new metal? Or does uh, it have like a new thing? They didn't rebrand? New new metal. New metal, but spelled normal. Uh, no, nah, it says <laughs> new, new metal, I'm new pretty metal. sure. I'm going to double check this right now. Yeah. yeah, it's two O's now. <laughs> new new metal. New metal. Well, and then, I think we're <laughs> all new, fine new. right now. We said new, we new. didn't all listen to new metal when we were kids. One hundred and ten percent. I was doing that. No, we all did. Deftones, I don't give a shit. Deaf don't even get into the. Oh yeah. Deftones aren't. They're, well, they're, like, they're, metal, they're, right? they're barely new metal compared to like fucking. Have you guys uh, listened? You guys listened to the new album yet? I have not. There's, there's mixed opinions, but uh, I actually thought it was pretty all right. It was actually uh, one of the better ones. Oh, everything with the fuck. I was going to comment, it's what new about core. Me? Can we change our genre to weed core? Hell yeah. It's new right. core. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. 20 years Be the pioneers. Back, you want to know the origins yes. of the genre. You tell them. That you do the first. You, yeah. Shit, that's probably already taken. No, they'll be they'll be on our comments <laughs> by January. Be like, this is more fucking electric wizard than you, Core. Mark, mark my word. But mark, mark my word. <laughs> this time, I'm gonna have that on a t-shirt. Dude, that's that's got Caius <laughs> all over it. <laughs> Weed Core, four twenty life. Dead to fucking rights. Weed demon. It, there's a beer called Weed Weed Core. Weed Ooh. Core. Well, I'm right now. I'm still hold, I know. I promise. I'm still trying to get something printed with the Sons of Midwestern oh Jackass on it, so just wait for that first, and then we'll get to Weed Core. Sons I'm already Midwestern. I'm already planning a subgenre called Resin Core. Resin Core. That's, that's, that's heavier than. Weed. Yeah, there you go. Weed. Yes. <laughs> Is that 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 has to be remixes <laughs> of your song, apparently? <laughs> Done. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got a good question. Uh, if you guys could be any weed strain, what would you be? Hillbilly dirt weed. In my mind, I'm a Death Star, but in reality, I'm fucking Meeks County Gold. Which is what? No, that's good. Meeks County Gold is interesting. Except it's also that. The Holy Grail, where like you keep getting shit called Meeks County Gold, and then you're like, dude, yeah, that's fuck? true. <laughs> Outdoor grown just tastes a little weird, uh, yeah, dude. So, half I mean, so bef- this is more West Virginia. There, the, the, there's like we'll go places and play out of state, and we'll have people that are like, y'all from Ohio? Oh man, you ever had any of that Meeks County Gold? And we're like, what the fuck, dude? How do you know weed strains from a county in Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> There's just one guy, man. Just fucking one dude. Uh, That's because but, their guy so had to sell say, it, and that uh, was it. <laughs> you know, I'm probably more of a. I'm, I'm very. I'm not a hyper stoner. Uh, I'm, I'm very. I'm very laid back. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. I'm more of a. I don't know. Probably like a fucking OG. Insert anything you want after that. I don't know. <laughs> OG. OG. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. <laughs> so I, 
<laughs> uh, slightly stra- more straightforward question for you guys. Since you formed as a band, We Demon, who is the hardest sort of partying band that you've toured with? Like, so, which band did you guys play with? You're like, holy shit, these guys go hard. So I will say the, the, that we have actually toured with would be Maharaja, which is a, a three-piece uh, from Dayton. They're are really, really good buddies of ours. Um, I, I will say that it would have been probably Mother Iron Horse had our tour... <laughs> If our t- well, they're they're on our their Electric Valley record label mates with us, so we were supposed nice. to do. I love uh, that band, week, dude. Or a week and a half of them on our way back from Psycho Smokeout. Yeah, and then COVID, you know, shit the bed. So I will say that it would have probably been Mother Iron Horse had we actually had the opportunity to tour with them, like we had planned out. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. That's very safe to say. We played, we played yeah. one show with them, and we, uh, they were a little bit... I got fucking blacked. It was my birthday show, and it was my index birthday show, and I definitely God. fucking blacked out after it from getting yeah. shots poured in my mouth on stage from Marco. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Salem, right? Around there? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, they're from my neck of the woods. Um, yeah, yeah. so I'm in Connecticut. They're in Massachusetts, like right next door. Um, oh yeah, that, that, they're a good band, man. They're great stoner. Um, oh man, I'm trying to think of the name of the song that I really the like. Are, or, uh, oh, uh, Basalic is the, the, the fourth song like, off their uh, album. They're like weed, uh, like weed demon, but you know, so on biker fucking meth. Like they're <laughs> they're not fast, but they fucking rip. They're not well. They are fast compared to us. <laughs> they're just like that right amount of fucking speed, but yeah, balances out with the. It's like speed to riff balance. It's like very good, right? Yes. Right in the pocket. They're right in the fucking pocket. Oh, they're definitely good. Really good. One of these days, we'll. Uh, I gotta, I gotta post that into our group. Next year, we'll yeah. get to link up with yeah, them on the road. Right? We were supposed to play Psycho, uh, Psycho Smokeout. Got rebooked for October, so it was originally in April, and then they canceled it for COVID, pushed it back. And every band confirmed again that they were going to play in October. So it was actually supposed to be, I think, like last weekend. It was when the the, re, the redo date was supposed to happen, and that got canceled as well. So, you know, maybe the fucking stars align and all that good shit. Maybe one day we'll get to riff with them again and out on the road. But you know, we're not going anywhere. I don't think they are either. No, they're not. They're they're a good bands. Been listening to them since. Oh, I started following them on Instagram when they first started putting out the Lesser Key, and yeah, they, they got, are always they their, posting uh, they something down. like with a pipe I, in there I've or something. You know, their like they, they're very uh, on point. Totally they down. Got theme, they got you know they, they purple naked chicks Satan and uh, and, and weed. So the yep, lots of boxes. purple. Uh, or dead or alive, ago, it doesn't matter. So if you ago, got somebody that, that that's no longer with but us, then we got uh, you the can chance mention to them. Play with them uh, like a year and a half ago at our uh, it was the Astrological Passages album release show. So that was that was fucking great. That was uh, that was a good, like one of the ones I you know probably would have mm-hmm. probably would say for contemporary bands. Yes. Uh, and while I think Conan about was sweet. Conan was sweet. Um, yeah, I would have said I hate. We also did. I hate God. Yeah, we that was. We pretty much, you know, all we already played with all our idols except Sleep. I think. <laughs> so you know, uh, 
if you're listening, uh, Matt Pike, uh, you know, your boys are wet. Your boys are ready. Whenever you come to Columbus, just let us know. If he, I mean, if he was listening, that'd yeah, be pretty we, cool uh, for our page. I, yeah. I would say, <laughs> so let, let's, let's, who, who's deceased or are they, or they, you wish you could play with Frank Zappa, Lemmy. <laughs> that was easy. Van Halen. <laughs> case i would also yeah lenny i mean you guys did a cover song of uh damage plan (laughs) yeah oh yeah man we gotta bring that up uh right right right. studios right down the street from the alrosa yeah i would probably say you know i'm despite what people think about pantera or whatever mixed political feelings on phil and selmo i still would love to fucking play with down probably uh huge down fan Probably Crowbar. Melvin's. Melvin's, yeah. I'm going to play with the version. I had the guys from Living Color join them. I saw them play together at Rock on the Range. They had friggin' what's the name, Vern. Yeah. The singer to come out and jam on the last song. But then that was badass. Uh, Feels basic, but Electric Wizard. I would fucking kill to even go to an Electric Wizard show, especially at this point. Yeah, man. It was their new was, album, was, or not new, was, but uh, latest album, album uh, Wizard Bloody Wizard, was pretty good. I feel like it's kind of like ending for them, though. Like it, it was really good, it, but like I feel like the, it was kind of yeah. at the point the where they're they we, might be getting exhausted. We talked to uh, someone else that came on the show about this uh, interview or two ago, but we'll pose a question to you guys because you'll probably find it interesting, but. There's a, a sort of, like, I guess, school of thought online that says Black Sabbath sort of inspired a lot of the first wave of doom and stoner music. And then the new wave is actually more inspired, well, a lot of it is, at least, by Electric I mean, Wizard than it has been by Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath what Electric do you guys think Wizard. of that? I mean, I still like Electric Wizard, too. So, <clears throat> Look, I want to hate on that, but that describes me to an absolute T. So I like that to show myself out. Like, I just, I remember distinctly when a friend in college, like I was 20 and my friend in college was like, look, I hate metal, but you got to fucking hear these guys. There's Electric Wizard and um, then I got high and now it's 15 years later and here we are. Yeah. I would say that. (laughs) I mean, I, I would, I would definitely put Dope Thrown Down as one of the most influential albums in the genre. Oh yeah, Dope Throne yeah. and well, uh, you know, Dope Smoker. Uh, we were talking like, those two albums are, I think, quintessential yeah. you know, like, to the, the genre. Stoner Doom community and uh, you know, like uh, every fucking single group I belong to on Facebook, every once a month without fail, someone asks, "Dope Throne or Dope Smoker?" Mm-hmm. And they make you have to like, which one, man? Which one? And it's like. I mean, it's hard to argue because they both, I mean, you know, have, which one, of, I've listened to Dope yeah, I, I, I shake I my head at that, like, no, both, just me both, personally. one and one. It doesn't mean that I like it more, it just means that I spend an hour shopping for groceries and I know when Dope Smoker is over, it means I'm done and I need to leave. <laughs> All right. I guess, <laughs> I gotta fucking go. I use that as like, this time frame. Yep. Reference. Every time I do anything that I want to do. I've been here for an hour. I, I gotta go. Hour. You know, I smoke and then I go do my thing. And if it's been an hour, but if the dope smoker's over, I know I've been there too long. 
Bone. I would, for me, it's masturbation. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, of course. I used to put it on at the gym to make sure I'd stay there for an hour. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> you want to do something in an hour and it's an hour and six minutes? There you go. There you go. I gotta wind. I gotta start winding down, buddy. We gotta go. Holy shit! I've overdone it. Dope thrown or dope smoker? I'm gonna say. <laughs> so if we're asking, if we're asking the question, I'm gonna say dope smoker. Mm, heard that? It's groovy, man. They're both groovy, but like, uh, that that's a groovy album. Yeah. I also like uh, "Come My Fanatics." That's actually a really yeah. solid album as well. It does, and it's got it's got like it's kind of a, a halfway point. I mean, a halfway is leaning more towards the harsher side, mm-hmm. but it's got yeah. some of like it the earlier Dooney, like groovier like influences too. It's not quite as harsh, if you know what I mean. Sabbathy, and even had that kind of old school, sort of cleanish but ultra heavy tone. But then, I think when they get the dope thrown, I think the big thing was that they nailed that super heavy balance. The fucking crushing the sub bass and then the guitar that actually fills out the, like the guitar yeah. has enough fucking bass for three bands then they add a bass to it and it's like yeah that's how you're supposed to fucking do it like I think yeah. I think when it comes to like the underground doom culture sleep is probably got a lot of people I think sleep probably rejuvenated the genre but I think when Electric Wizard Dope Throne came out that's when it like it, it brought in a lot of outside people to be like, Gal, check it out. 21st century doom's going to be dope, dude. And uh, like this last sort of 12 months, I guess, especially with COVID, there's just been like an absolute explosion of output. Like you guys mentioned earlier, the market's saturated, but there's been like a really a massive amount yeah. of quality stuff yeah, come out awesome. this year. Well, I think a lot of people had things and stuff in the really works, nice, uh, and this gave them an opportunity to actually finish shit up. Maybe because it's like, well, we don't have. That was one of our big things between materials that we would be inundated with shows and we wouldn't have the time to sit down and write because we were, you know, it's hard to pass up opportunities when you're guys that like to actually play live and you like, uh, you know, drinking beer and selling merch and watching your friends play and shit. That it's really hard to say no to shows. So we had to really start to be particular when we wanted to start writing this album. And then COVID hit and we're like, oh, well cool now we're like we had finished the album and recorded it and then we didn't get to play any of it live so yeah yeah uh what that's a shame shame. that's why uh you know i'm super thankful that you guys did at least one line on online show um do you you have any more plans Uh, for any online shows coming up in the future anything on deck but I mean, we are definitely open to the idea of it. Uh, I think personally, I'd like to do something more of a, you know, anyone can go to YouTube and watch our, our album release that we did, you know, um, but I think I'd like to do something a little more like specific, like cover a cover set, uh, or just be part of some, like something with other performers where we get to play just a song or two, Along with other, along with other bands in the you know in the genre mm, or, or or otherwise, though, where we just get to like have a oh, maybe yeah. With, yeah you know like, like a rock and roll circus type thing, almost like an online type deal. Yeah. So if anyone, if there's opportunities to rise, yeah. we're open. To. That sounds awesome. Yeah. If you could uh, do a collaboration or like a split with anybody, uh, I mean, do you have anybody so in mind? We, we had talked about doing a, a split a while back with our our label 
were made some, in atomic mold, uh, but that just kind of fell through. Like, you know, we didn't line up with time, time-wise, uh, you know, they, we had material ready at different times. And so, uh, maybe someday we'll, you know, like I said, we got two tracks that we're just sitting on right now and, uh, maybe we'll end up doing something with those, uh, with those guys. But, um, you know, it's tough. You gotta, you gotta find the right band. They gotta, you know, you don't want a band that's too like, way bigger than you. You don't want a band that's way smaller than you. You just got to find the right guys. And it really helps if you're friends with them. Um, you know, that, that way you already have like a, a, a dialogue and a rapport yeah. with them. So, uh, I guess that kind of remains to be seen, but I'm always, I'm always on the lookout for someone that, I, that, that I find, you know, that's. I think that if you guys uh, could do I, one with that Toad, we, that would be we are, fucking are awesome. We're good friends with, uh, with Tim and, uh, and the dudes, they, uh, they came through, I think we've, Played with them like four or five times now. They're always on the road. Uh, were, were they? On, they were always on the road. Shit. Where? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. I know they just got a new drummer because there's some sketchy shit with their last dude, but. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, that was are, uh, news when I read that. They, yeah, and they're they're kindred spirits with us, so you know who knows. They did the right thing someday, but uh, you know those dudes have been road dogs for the last god I don't know how long, the last like three three fucking four years straight. Uh, so I'm I don't know if they've had time to like record anything because they're always playing out. They do, man. They play know, fucking constantly. I got like what. Six or seven songs on Spotify, and that's yeah, yeah. I'm dying. New, new tone. Yeah, they're from uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Swinging around your head like a helicopter. Yeah. So uh, I actually just realized we, we actually like, clicked over to 72 minutes now, and uh, we generally try to keep these things around an hour. So we've actually gone a bit over. But Brendan, before we start to wrap it up, did you have any more questions for the guys Ooh, while we have them on? A couple. Let's see. Uh, so uh, Jetson ended where Atmosphere Drag began. Um, I personally love that. And uh, do you guys uh, continue to uh, progress I mean, on that so kind of I, sound? I think Andy probably would be better inclined to mention to, to expand on this, but uh, yeah, I think it's. I think it was the continue. It was like a bridge, but I don't think. I think that it was not. Crater Maker is way different than atmospheric or ap- yeah. passages. What Andy, when you did that, what did you have? I meant like the that song, you know, um, at the very end of Jet Jettisons, where like you have that like, it's like basically atmospheric drag, but it was like. Ah, yeah, I mean that sound uh, is amazing. It was definitely we planned it that way, but I don't. I don't see us like doing the same thing again you know leading into whatever we do next with like the same you know sort of bridge um we just thought it was a good idea this time because it's like you're listening to astrological passages and just kind of that fades out with that acoustic guitar and like everyone kind of thought it would be a cool idea to just like you know start start the next thing with the same kind of thing and move on but right like i was thinking like kind of like how you had a uh spore lord ending with that real yeah, funky we, style we, we you know where i was like we're we we gonna expect yeah, we that in the next it, record back with a, with a reggae i can say i can 
I can say 100% no intention of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, I don't know. That, <laughs> we all, Crater Maker is, is like without question a heavier album than Astrological Passage. Astrological Passage is heavy, but it's in a totally different totally different realm of heavy than Crater Maker. Like, uh, we just, we, we, like, explored a little more on Crater Maker with, like, the genres and fucking different, uh, different time things. We just, like, we went more polarized, and, oh, I think people dug it, but we really just dug in and wanted to give it something different, you know. You can only play the same fucking riffs so many times, so. That's why, you know, that's why this title track has blast beats and a black Right, track. right. So we just... We were like, fuck, we're tired of playing slow. Let's just play something fast. No, we did it for the money. Yeah, right. We did it for the stacks of money drugs that we have. Well, and so they said, we don't hear a signal. Yeah. Damn. So if you look up atmospheric drag, that is actually what the term is for an object entering. Uh, the planet's atmosphere like so that when a comet or something comes into the Earth's atmosphere it has atmospheric yep. drag against it uh, as it's coming into the atmosphere and that is kind of what I had in mind when I was like oh our last song's called Jettisoned which you obviously know what jettisoned means out in space so you have to eventually you have to come down somewhere right your land or come in mm -hmm. so the idea was to Atmospheric drag is a continuation of sorts of astrological passages, uh, but then and then you know, birthquake is probably the most the song most similar to that, and that's why we put it first, and then everything else gets you know heavier and more extreme from there. Thanks. Yeah, oh, it's a great album, man. The progression is insanely awesome. Oh, I like. I actually really like the fact that you guys opened with not one but two instrumentals. Out, yeah. Um, I did. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I know what you guys are talking about, but yeah, I saw that. that. That's why I'm mentioning it because I actually saw some like some hate towards you guys about that. Like, why would you open an album with two instrumentals? It doesn't capture my interest. And like, dude, then how short is your attention span? It's uh, it's a great way to open the album. It builds a ton of atmosphere well, right from the get go. I thought. So that's my opinion. That, absolutely. You know, we do what we fucking want, and and, and you know what? What's so wrong with a band doing back to back instrumental tracks? If we had done it all in one, no one would have said anything. <laughs> Nothing. One track was oh, an hour long. Everyone yeah. would have loved it. We had like we had a couple fucking dorky <laughs> interview dudes that were like review guys that were like, it's just you know who the someone dude was said like oh whoever their producer is should be uh, ashamed of himself for letting a band do a back to back instrumental tracks. Uh, sorry to cut you off there, guys. Uh, we actually run out of time for the interview. Uh, it's run a bit long. We have some uh, talents on the recording software. Just wanted to say a massive thank you for coming on the show. It's been really great chatting to you. Um, definitely one of the, the more enjoyable uh, interviews we've done. Uh, yeah, Brendan, uh, anything to add there? I think that uh, it was a great time talking to you guys and that uh, I appreciate it so much. And thank you guys for making such badass music and uh, stay frosty. <laughs> okay we're just going to close out the interview actually it's playing that track we were talking about birthquake which is the uh, second instrumental track on the album so thanks everyone for listening uh next time we'll tune in and we should have grave huffer on uh to do an interview about their upcoming album so thanks everyone and uh that's it for us today Later, brother. bye